everybody. This is Richard from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Tom and John from Neon Empire. Pleasure to have you on, lads. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm excited. Yes, pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to have a new, exciting band on the scene. And Danielle, my co-host, how the hell are you? I'm not too bad. Well, I'm 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 doing okay. I'm doing okay. Right, weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Pray tell us about your weekend. Where were you first of all? So I was over in Leeds at Damnation uh, Festival. Um, Yeah, it was class. Uh, Some unbelievable bands. The standard was just. Through the roof. Wow. Through the roof from start to finish. It, there wasn't one band that I was like, oh, they weren't that great now. Every band just absolutely brought it and just, you, you could tell it was a lot of bands first time back and they were just buzzing to be back. Okay. Like. Of course, yeah, you'd had that as well. And uh, Damnation Festival, is that split over three or four events or is it all in the one hall or something? So it's um, it's a university union. So like I went in, coming from UL, my, like that's where I went to college and I was mm. like, oh, it's probably going to be really small, but it, it was a very confusing layout because it's kind of up here and over there and go through all mm. this to get to different ones, but it's three different stages. Okay. And I'd say like they all could comfortably hold a thousand to two thousand people. Wow, Jesus. Okay. I'd say oh. about a thousand. One, like one of them really reminded me of the Academy, um, which was unreal. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, it was, the sound was class. The bands were amazing. It was all just top notch. Fantastic. Yeah. And who are the bands that impressed you the most? So every single band I've seen impressed me. So I've seen, the first band I've seen was, I don't, we don't know if they were called Dune, but they were DVNE and it was Pam Murphy oh, recommended. Pam Murphy was like, oh, these guys are really good. Go see them. And I went in, myself and Irla were just like blown away. Every every few minutes, I was like, "Jesus, so good!" Um, then I caught Gamma Bomb. Oh, they were so. class. Yeah, they were so much fun. Mm. Um, just the front for them. I was near the front. I'm actually in the promo video for like two seconds that they did from that night. Okay. Um, yeah, they were they were super fun. The energy was just the the crowd. They had the crowd in the palm of their hands, and it was they were electric. Um, and then Conjurer was kind of a. I was there kind of gig like you know it's one that people will wow. be talking about it was oh class Conan brought it they always bring it and Carcass it was my first time seeing Carcass and yeah. they were brilliant um, so yeah and then like I, I missed some bands that I wanted to see like Memoriam I missed them um, and I missed Paradise Lost but <laughs> Jesus yeah. <laughs> I'd seen Paradise Lost play Gothic at Bloodstock already okay, so yeah but yeah, it was, it was incredible. And it, part of me was a bit like, oh, because they're changing the venue next year. They're moving it to Manchester. And part of me was a bit yeah. like, oh, this venue is really, really cool. But um, but yeah, I, I prob- I'd probably go again next year just to see. The bands aren't... I can't remember if I bought tickets for that. I think I did. <laughs> I think you did. I think, I think you said I did, you did. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, do you have it's much of that um, issue with you, lads, trying to remember what tickets <laughs> you bought for gigs? Oh, yeah, gee, yeah. Oh the um, <laughs> amount of bands that I forget that I've seen. Um, I've I've got a stack here somewhere. I've just got one envelope with like every ticket that's, that's uh, expense, yeah. that I've gone to. Um, I, I kind of got a uh, got lost in the house move, but it, it, it's here somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. 
See, that's the problem. I think what people don't remember is back in the old days when you bought a ticket, you, you actually got a physical ticket. Oh. So therefore, it gets sent to your house and then you have it in, as John said, a drawer or an envelope. And then you can fly through them quickly to see which ones you have or, you know, but now everything is digital. They're all lost in emails, you mm. know, along with hotel bookings as well. It's just like impossible to keep track. Oh, yeah. it, it's so difficult. I think Ticketmaster are the only people who email me these days just to tell, let me know that shows are being postponed. That's yeah. like all the way down my inbox is just, oh, come back in like November 2023. That's when I get to see that random show that I bought into the Academy like two <laughs> yeah. years ago. I, would you believe this? I have an Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest. <laughs> still have I have two tickets for them. Imagine that. still just rolling over. Oh, okay. He just reminded me there, Tom, of that. I just went, fucking hell, I actually have. Sure, he's not going to tour anymore. So I might as well just uh, cash that check in, will I? <laughs> so, Tom, did some of the bands that Daniel mentioned there go over your head. Have you heard of them before? I, I heard, I've heard of some of them. I haven't listened to a lot of them uh, deeply yet. Like, I know Gamma Bomb. Like, they're... Okay. Like they're kind of, I, I know them from the scene more than anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. Just hearing the name come up as like a great life band. But I, I, I haven't listened of, to any of them deeply though. Are you more Would into you say, indie than, you can, you can confess, it's okay. No one will judge it. No, it, it does feel like it's a safe space here. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, oh, in turn, like I would listen to metal music, but it maybe would skew like, what's the best way to put it? kind of more the traditional metalcore stuff that we would be influenced by. And then also I, I listened to a decent bit of like power metal, like in those kind of like different, different oh. strains. Um, and it seemed like, w- w- was it, was the festival kind of moving towards like a thrash vibe mostly, or am I misreading the list of bands entirely? Um, there was elements of thrash or onslaught. They were another band I missed. Uh, onslaught were there, um, but there was kind of a lot of um, kind of, Stone or not Doom. Doom, yeah, not quite oh, Stone or Doom. Yeah, there was a lot of that there. That's kind of would be more my vibe, like like Conjure kind of they're not quite Stone or Doom. Um mm. but yeah, Are that definitely. was kind of yeah, they're kind of in a mix of in between. Um they actually they played Fred's with uh with Zora and they they were very well suited to Zora kind of vibe. Okay. Um yeah, they're they're fantastic. Um so yeah, I think there was kind of they did very well of having a mix of something for everybody, you mm. know, um for for such a small festival. Um even though small like I was expecting it to be smaller like I, when <laughs> when they were asking me oh one of the lads was like, "Oh, how many people do you think will be there?" And I was like, "Oh, it's probably just going to be a bit bigger than the siege." And I was like went in and I was like, "This is way bigger than wow. the siege." Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but, uh, um, can we make an appeal as well for your passport? Yeah, please do. Oh, oh it's, now, it, what, it went missing. Yeah, what were you doing with a passport going into a gig? <laughs> oh, I didn't have it at the gig. I didn't have it at the gig, sure? Richie. I'm 100%. What? I didn't, but Irma Malloy did. And Irma Malloy oh, lost oh, his too. What? Outed. Yeah. Outed him. So he lost yeah. your passport and his. No, he lost his own and I lost mine separately. Um, oh. I don't know what happened. I think I think I must have lost it in the taxi or something because I got a message the second the day of damnation because we arrived the day before and I got a message from someone and it was a, a photo of my driver's license and it was like I think I have your purse and I was like, yeah, that's me. Um, I was like, did you find it in a taxi? She goes, no, I found it on the street and it was literally outside the door of our Airbnb. Oh. So um, I reckon the bag that I had when I was coming in. 
I'd say the passport fell out and the, and the purse fell out after. Oh, no. but, um, yeah, I was really lucky they let me go home with my driver's license as, as ID. They, like Griner don't usually let you fly with oh. that. But, um, oh, that's very yeah. handy. It is nice it was, to know um, that. Yeah, it's nice to know that if you if you appeal, mm. they'll do that. But um, but, but uh, yeah. so this was <laughs> like, where were you staying? Like, did you not think it just throwing the passport into the accommodation and leave it there? Like, well, no. So that that was the whole thing. I thought it was in the pocket of my bag, like the whole time. Okay. I was like, oh, that's where I keep my passport in the pocket of my bag. So I just presumed okay. it was there. Okay. And then mm. um. And then when we it was when we were filling out the passenger locator forms like yesterday morning when we were leaving I was like oh I need my passport number and I was like Pete I was like do you have my passport and he was like no 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 I just have my own and I went through my bag and ripped everything out I was like it's not there running up and down freaking out and Irla was helping me look for it <laughs> and we were like oh fuck off and then I was like. I had a contingency plan in place. I was like, okay, Ryanair, you can fly home on a driver's license. So I'll go to Manchester tomorrow or this evening if I have to and fly out from there. Yeah. Um, but they let me fly in it anyway. And I was delighted. And I never have my driver's license on me. I only had it for like going to like the pub. You know, you have to give like mm-hmm. an ID with your COVID search. So it was on a whim I had it. Mm-hmm. And we were all there anyway. And it was like, oh, brilliant. She has a driver. Her, she ha- she's loud on the plane. And as we were going into security, it's, tiny airports really nice to fly from five minutes in security as we were walking in we could see that Irla was being held up and we were like we were like look at the next thing you could see going, ah, like doing this <laughs> and walking away and we were ragging we were like what's the story man and he was like I can't find my fucking passport and one of the lads had a photo of him with his passport like at damnation apparently he was swinging around the place and like God. just throwing it off oh no <laughs> But uh, he found that he rang him anyway and he found it. He flew out this morning. So mm. he actually stayed in Leeds last night. So. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Two passports gone out of the crew of us. Like, it was That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Should you get a holiday out of it? What about Neon Empire anyway? So thanks, Danielle. That's it. Sorry. That was what I asked, man. That's what I, <laughs> I wanted to know how you got on. That's for being very kind um, waiting. So of members of the band, where are you all from? A, a lot of people. So myself and John are are dub, dubs, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it almost feels weird saying that. I should I should get more used to just saying dubs. And oh my god, this is the bit where I'm going to get it wrong, John. So you have to keep me honest here. So okay. Veronica That's why I is, asked you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Veronica is Slovakia, right? Have I got that right? Slovakia. No. no. That, wait. No meaning. I'm I'm wrong. Yeah. Ah, god damn it. Where is she from? Slovakia. <laughs> oh, oh, so I did get it right. Excuse yeah, me. no, I just wanted to mess with you. <laughs> so cruel, so cruel, so cruel. And I'll, okay, so I'm going to get Hassan wrong as well. Well, Cork, I suppose, Hassan, so that's a lot easier. No? no? Is it not good? It definitely is. Limerick. He's from Kerry. <laughs> no, no, he's from Kerry, Kerry yeah. Oh, okay. I knew that. They're going to kill me. I hope this isn't what the whole interview is about. I'm, it's just I'm me calm. not knowing shit about I'm, everybody. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> No, that's in. Okay, that's the whole podcast will just be that thirty second clip. That's the that's clip it. I use. Yeah. Yeah. How did you meet up? Was it um, in Dublin? I presume. Um, yeah. So initially, me and San. So I met a San first, and I was actually playing bass in an old project um, that we had uh, called uh, Trapped in Atlantis at the time. We never played any live shows or anything. Like we sucked. And um, <laughs> it, it was it was going nowhere. We were like, is that metalcore, John? 
It was, yeah, it was like metalcore mixed with like a bit of deathcore. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, it was going nowhere. We are kind of going to practice each week and we were just kind of like, we suck. And then Hassan one day started talking about like um, this solo work that he'd done, which was essentially the first songs that we released. And he was just showing me them and I was like, can I put screams on them? And he was a bit like, you don't really scream. And I was like, I can try. Yeah. And um, yeah, eventually I went to his and we put some screams down the track and he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, then Veronica came into the project as well um, that we had. And she was like, the fuck? Mm. <laughs> uh, initially when we were playing together. How did you meet Veronica? Was, was she in another band or was she just on her own? Son- reached out to her online um, so he was quite familiar with the metal scene and in loads of metal groups and since okay. I'd never been in a band before that I wasn't oh, I knew right, nothing okay, and he yeah. reached out to her he knew she was in Dublin now and she played drums or something and he reached out to her mm. he just sent her a message and then she came along and practiced with us and then uh, when she showed when he showed her the demo that we'd done for San's solo material at the time she was like I want to play on this and then we essentially the other we just disbanded the old project and then we started on that and we'd interviewed a few bassists at the time and i was getting really angry oh did we did we lose him he was getting really that, angry and that's how angry he was that's it he's done he's... oh i think you're back oh, I think back. You're back. okay yeah. where, where, where did it stop you were really angry, angry. <laughs> I was angry. Oh, okay yeah i was really angry because we'd gone through like loads of bases and i was like oh this is just wasting time i want to backtrack the the base at this point and then Hassan was like no we'll just, we'll just chat to the guy and then i think like five minutes into chatting to tom i was like tom was at the under, other end of the table and like starbucks and i was like messaging Stan, and i was like i love this guy <laughs> and uh then yeah, Tom came to a rehearsal and then I th- we were still those kind of rehearsing guys that like stand still. And then Tom just started like running around the rehearsal room and like Spider-Man against the walls while he was playing. Like, <laughs> and I was like, we were like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is fun. Like, why don't we try that? Like, but before it was just kind of like the, the stand still and just like play. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's, that's how everything kind of hit it off the ground. When, when Tom joined, I think we'd already even had studio time like booked and everything. So it was just, yeah, oh, Tom yeah. hit the ground running. That was that was the best part of that. Oh, go ahead. Where were you rehearsing, lads? In in Dublin, up what studios was it? Oh, we're up in um, Troubadour. Usually, that's our like our go to spot. So that's up north. Uh, real nice though. Real real nice yeah. place. That's that's a big promotional shout out. We should have gotten them to sponsor us before. Yeah, what the hell? Actually, yeah, <laughs> not even getting paid for that. But these rehearsal uh, band spaces, like they, they never uh, get any credit actually on podcasts. Mm. So, yeah. so it's nice to give them a shout out anyway. And is there a lot of bands up there? Oh yeah, it's, it's a huge space. Like I'd say, if I just had to guess, I'd say there's like 15 to 20 rooms and every evening it's, well, it sounds terrible walking around it because you hear everyone at the same mm. time, right? <laughs> so it's this mad mix of like, really heavy metal stuff and then random like funk cover, cover bands and indie bands but there's a ton of people practicing out there oh, so, so. Uh, reasonable rates yeah yeah not bad at all i think it's like under 15 for the evenings like yeah oh 50 it's 50 your own like total i think it is in and yeah. around okay. um for the for the room for four hours mm. so yeah when you split it between us i think it's costing us 13.75 each cool like yeah, that's, so that's, where, we, that's hmm. where we've rented the drums from as well that we've had for hmm. each of the music videos. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then um, the band name, like, so you had the project up and running and was there much talk about um, what, what you could call yourselves? 
Yeah. They, uh, were, was the name selected when you were here, Tom, or were you part of that process? Oh, no. You guys were like, okay, so the band's Neon Empire. We're recording in like two weeks. We've got, wow. like, it was very much, <laughs> I was almost a session player at that point. There's a yeah, lot of things like it, man. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, so with the band name, I, I came up with it one day. I was just doing a thing of uh, sitting in work when it was quiet at the time and like using those generators, thinking of any phrase that came to mind. If I was playing a video game and I was making a list and we we're all sending each other in these names and I put in Neon Empire, I was like, I think this is it. This is one that works. And everyone said no. And then <laughs> a little while later, like we were go- going through all these other names that I, I can't remember. Some of them were like ridiculous. And um then eventually, I, I think it was Hassan just came back in and was just like, so that Neon Empire name is kind of sitting well with me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then Veronica was just kind of like, yeah, it's been sitting well with me too. And then everyone just kind of came back around and I was like, yes, you have to pick my name. <laughs> was there any cliches with some seriously shitty names that could have possibly... So I might get this mixed up with the last project because there were the name selection process was very close to each other around the list. Um, one of them was Beheading Medusa. That could have been the old project, though. No. Um, no. Yeah. Make sure you don't say anyone else's band name now by accident. This is the thing. We don't want to, we don't want to take anyone down. Try carefully, John. Try carefully. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't think of any weird. of the other ones now. Yeah, the, the, there was there was a lot of them. A lot of them were terrible. That was it. I think it was a big factor of though everyone thought everyone else's names were terrible. So you'd go go in <laughs> yeah. with such confidence of your own name, and everyone would be like, "That sucks." And I'm like, <laughs> "I, I yeah. think it sounds cool." Joining that band, um, more or less, like I suppose you were all really outsiders, as in there was no real friendship uh, between you. Um, would that be fair to say? Just you were musicians that were really into just trying to create stuff. Um, when did the chemistry start gelling between all of you? Was it recording the, the EP, the started reality, or? Um. It probably would have been around then, yeah. When Tom came to the first session, that that opened up a whole thing, as I mentioned, when he started like rocking out and he was playing in rehearsal like it was a gig. I think maybe when we went up to the studio the first time, because we stayed in Hassan's brother's house. And Mm. um, I think it was probably the first time that we all had a a couple of drinks together and stuff. And there was a lot of of weird stuff happened that Mm. night. (laughs) Uh, A lot of bomb. I'd agree though. I think it was because like personally when I joined, there was a lot of like, okay, we're going to do this, this and this. We have X number of songs written. Here's how to play them. We're recording one of them like in two weeks or three weeks or whatever time frame it was. So I do remember that those like first few weeks of the band, it was really just learning songs and honestly kind of treating it like a a bit of a session situation because, you know, you're coming in, you have to hit the ground running. But getting into the studio was kind of like the first time I remember we had a chance to like take a breath because you have we put like a whole day or a whole day and a half or something aside to really concentrate on one song and getting that time to be creative and also like talk shit at the same time. Right. That kind of ends up gelling everything together. Yeah. Cool. And mm-hmm. Daniel have a wild guess where they recorded the EP. A wild guess. Hmm. Like who is constantly, constantly coming up on the show. <laughs> you put me on the spot here now, uh, Richie. Um, Oh and God. I'm really bad with names and I know you're going to say it and I'm going to be like, yeah. of course it was John McGee. You know, you've the first <laughs> I know, I know yeah. the first name is John. It's not Wallace, is it? Oh. Oh. Josh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I remember Isn't there that, a like, band at this stage oh. on the fucking podcast that Josh 
hasn't produced or mixed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it. and every every podcast you're like, oh, you're, who who's done who who produced it? And you're like, of course it's Josh. Yeah. Uh, how did they come, oh. come up uh, on your scope, John? Uh, Josh. Yeah. Um. So Hassan initially found him because he and I had no idea about anything, um, at the time, and then he just sent us, um. Josh, he was just like, oh, this guy does Dream Awake stuff. And I just listened to Dream Awake. And I was like, hey, that sounds like other metalcore bands I like. I want to sound like that. So if he can do that, I want to go there. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, that was essentially how we uh, we picked him. And uh, then after that, yeah, he was just so great to work with. Um, especially that was the first time I was ever like in a studio or anything. And I was like really like nervous. And he was just such a pleasure to work with that I was like, yeah, I, I want to go back there again and again. Yeah, and just why, why the change. road trip up and down as well is like really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two singers in the band. Uh, how does that dynamic work in relation to writing lyrics and also in relation to who takes what song? <laughs> yeah. So well, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> the first couple of songs were primarily Hassan. He kind of just handed me stuff and was like, scream this. And I was just like, okay. Um, that was for, for the first like two or three songs and after that I kind of started giving a bit more of an input once I got a bit more confident with my screaming and stuff yeah um, then Wrath then was full force um, we, we both done our individual parts and we kind of started sitting down together and working on the regular singing and the, the screaming together and just both crossing the ideas past each other and then i think city lights was a bit different this is the funny one to me um because i wrote loads of screaming parts for that and hassan wrote screaming parts and then we went with his in the end and then the lyrics for the chorus that's primarily the clean vocals and stuff then i was kind of tailored them a bit more so he kind of i done the more melodic parts and helped around that a bit more where hassan done the screaming so it was a bit the other way it's around. A bit of a switcheroo, yeah. Mm. Daniel, do you like um, bands that have two or three vocalists? Well, Mastodon are my favorite bands. So, yeah, 100%. And I really like that with you guys as well. Um, they, you really complement each other well with the screaming and with the with the clean style. Um, and I don't think there's there's a whole pile of um, whole pile of bands in Ireland that have two singers. Really, is there, Richie? And most all stick to the one. Yeah. Um, and it's it's nice to have that um, those contrasting vocals. And you seem to have a really good grasp of what suits what parts suit um, which which vocalists as well. Um, and yeah, no, it was it's really cool. And Wrath actually is probably one of my favorite ones of yours. Um, that one really stood out. Um, oh. So yeah. Um, thank and you. I, I really yeah, like thank you for yeah, yeah, I know City Lights is great as well, and I like the mm. video. The video is cool. Um, all of you in, in the containers. <laughs> was that done? Was that done in Dublin? Yes, of course. Yeah, Lusk. Mm-hmm. We went down. Uh, yeah, we went to Lusk. We we got a couple of quotes for uh, containers that we can sit in. They uh, <laughs> when we went down there, that was pretty pretty cool. The guy had a bunch of dogs and stuff, and they're really fun mm. to play with in between it. <laughs> oh, oh, he he was lovely. He you know it took a little while to kind of explain that we didn't actually want to store anything in the storage containers that it like we were filming it and he which threw him entirely uh but no once he once he kind of got behind it and he realized that he could make some money off it he was completely fine with it right like and yeah. really got it like he came and visited while we were filming and all that stuff ah, pretty cool. regularly so yeah. nice did, did we ever send him the video he really wanted the video <laughs> 
Oh, I, yeah, no, that, that's good. We'll write that down. That's a note for <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <remember sending to. laughs> Just promotion, right? So it started, <laughs> reality was released then in June 2020, which is not too long ago, actually. No. That, um, so how did you decide on the track listing? I always like the kind of how how certain songs are left in and other songs are maybe pushed aside. Could you just maybe talk about that or were they all um, included? So with that, yeah, we, pr- we pretty much had the five songs. Um, the skeleton for all of them, them at the time was Hassan. Um, after that, Tom kind of took over a good bit of the, the skeleton work with the songs. Um, yeah, it was essentially, we just had the five songs. There was none that really kind of got left out. Once we kind of had five songs completed, that was that was essentially the order that we picked. And we just based on the, the kind of power and the, how the songs felt, we selected the order kind of that way Okay. Um, by the, the track listing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And how, like um, for anybody now that's watching the show, how would you describe your sound? Tom, I'll throw that over to you. Oh, oh, okay. That's fun. Um, so what I'm trying to avoid now is because I think every time you ask someone to describe, like I ask a, a metalcore band, especially one with two vocalists to describe their sound, they immediately go into like the, diver- the, the two sides of the coin, you know, the yin and yang and stuff. So I'm trying to avoid that and give a more unifying thing. Um, I would say our sound is very, like, I, I like to call it energetic. Um, it's got energetic, futuristic, and catchy are the kind of three keywords I throw I throw around a lot because I think we have you know we use a lot of the the aspects of metal like there's electric guitars in there obviously and the way uh, Veronica plays the drum that's like drums it's undeniably metal uh, but it's not always aggressive and I think that's the fun thing about our sound that we, like anger comes up and when we do anger we, you know we name the song wrath like we go all in when yeah. we do anger. <laughs> But um, City Life doesn't really have that same emotion going for it. So we try and use distorted guitars to kind of hit certain themes, depending on what the song is requiring. So, But I think the consistent thing running through it is like a liveliness and an energy and like, and like get the pulse racing and stuff. It's a lot of uh, frenetic, I suppose, is another word I would use. That's, that's kind of how I, I try to describe it. See, I wouldn't be a fan of symphonic metal. Okay, so... Mm. I would be wary of that when 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 he came up on my radar. Um, but then on the other side, then I love Carpenter Brute and Percubator. Percubator, yeah, yeah. There's the Drive soundtrack as well, all that kind of stuff. I was delighted when I listened to there was that element more so than the symphonic stuff. Mm. Uh, man, symphonic stuff. <laughs> I can't. We talked. It. We <laughs> talked about this before when we were <laughs> Danielle. Would you agree with Tom's uh, description there of the band? Can you add more to it? What yeah, like it, what what appeals to you? Um, like this is probably a bit left field, like. But when I was in college, I would listen to a lot of EDM, and I think there's elements of that in there too. Um, that kind of build up and just going bananas, mm. and um, I, I really enjoy that as well. Um, catchy, definitely. I can't get the the chorus of clarity out of my head. Since oh, it is it, yeah, yeah, really, really catchy. So, um, yeah, I think it, it brought a lot of elements like the, the metal core, but I definitely heard kind of EDM in there as well. Um, and yeah, no, it's 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 exactly the way you described it, though. It's just energetic, it's fun, um, but you've got the 
the screaming as well, which is cool. So it's, and I, and I know I say this about a few bands, but I don't think there's a lot of bands doing this in Ireland at the moment, Richie, would you say? No. What about Ravenlight? But they're more symphonic, are they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm only guessing now because, as I said, there isn't many. And that's what leads me on nicely to how do you visualize your fan base, lads? I, I, well, sorry, John, unless you want to, to jump in. I, I think we have a lot of people who, have picked certain elements of the sound out as their favorite. And I don't think if you get a bunch of our fans together in a room, they'll agree. <laughs> they'll all say they like us, but I think they'll say like almost entirely different reasons. Yeah. Uh, certainly if you go to like any of our comment sections, it's some people who are like, man, I loved, I loved all the like heavy guitars and the screaming. The minute the clean vocalist opened his mouth, turned off the song. And then there's people who say like the exact opposite that like, why do they bother with all the like metal stuff? They should just go, full pop. So I think, I think people, it's been really interesting to see people pick out mm. different elements of the songs. Yeah. And, and so I think we've got a good range, range of people. And I, I definitely see us as a band that can hopefully appeal to people who are very into like incredibly heavy breakdowns and, and heavy riffs, but also people who maybe, as you, as you mentioned, usually li- would listen to like EDM or, or maybe more pop stuff because all we're really offering is EDM with, Heavier drops, I think, is a big thing, right? So. <laughs> Would you agree with that, John, in relation to fans? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, we hit the nail on the head with the the comment section. It tells you a lot. And then especially as well, like we got a couple of reaction videos and so on. So the reaction videos don't tell you because they just love you no matter what. They want they, they want the, the positive feedback. Um, but when you look at the comments of those videos, that gives you a good good idea with what Tom said, being like, oh, I absolutely love this, bar this one section at like 210. Mm. Um, a big thing I think with us is since this clarity we had the vocalists of Dead by April yeah. from Sweden on it that has definitely helped us with a lot of kind of European fans Northern European and like Sweden and Norway and Finland and all when you look at our statistics and then um, when you look even on our YouTube our search results like a lot of people find us through just looking up those vocalists so we have get a lot of traffic now from Dead by April when they really release stuff so a good bit of our fans essentially from there. Um, I think so that would be my, my input on it. As a front man, John, how many gigs have you played so far? Four. What? Four? <laughs> we played four. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've played four shows in my entire life mm. and Neon Empire has played four shows. Um, <laughs> pretty much once we started and we started getting a lineup, we had a UK tour planned and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, then, then COVID happened. Okay. Um, yeah, we had medals to the masses and all. We were supposed to be going into the semifinals of that. And then, yeah, COVID just made us hit a wall with shows. Mm. Yeah, of course. Did, yeah. Did, did you have any gigs where you were supporting anyone or with any other Irish bands? Was it all metal to the masses? Because I'd just be interested to see who, who, you'd, um, who you'd kind of play with um, mm. in Ireland. So there's been a mix. So the first show that we played, I think, was with Peasant to a King. They were from... Ooh. They're super heavy. They're from Galway. I think the members yeah. are from a mix of the two. Mm. Yeah. Had a show with them um, and so a psychotic outsider. What? Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two seriously heavy bands. Like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We played with them more than once as well, both of them. Um, yeah. Our first show was probably the most interesting. There was just so much mix of genres. And I remember when I went, because like, 
I was like 26 at the time, never having played a show in my life. It's it's like when you get a driving test, it's much better doing it when you're 17 and not when you're like in your late 20s. So I was a nervous wreck. And then there was Alpha Wolf. They, they played first. And then there was another band then. Um, they weren't metal. They were nowhere near metal. They were like, mm. what was it? It was just Aileen or something she was called. I think it was a solo artist, Tom. Oh yeah, she was great. I remember that. Yeah, name. she she was really good, but it was like she, she was like someone you'd invite to your wedding to sing. Oh okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And then I was a bit like, "We're going on after <laughs> after this," and I was like sweating. I was like, "I'm gonna get food. I'm gonna get eggs thrown at me now." Like th- 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 this woman with like a, a wedding singer, like perfect voice, and then the, the, there's this guy going up to go yell down a microphone. So I was like, "Yeah." Mm. And then um, Ezekiel's was the, oh, yeah. the the band then that we supported then so they're like they're like the prodigy instrumental but metal oh yeah they're, they're great they really yeah. I, I said, they, oh, you said I, the prodigy there you've me uh half bought into the whole idea straight away yeah, yeah. and as a front no, man john then who do you look up to the hairbrush in the mirror years ago <laughs> <laughs> so with me, um, it would be probably the number one is Joel Burt from the Amity Affliction. Um, Excuse my age. Uh, he, he, he's really good. He's really, really emotional, kind of like screams. And there's a little bit of singing here and there, but when he sings, it's like really gritty and raw. Mm. Um, there, I don't want to go with the usual, like Corey Taylor, Chester Bennington. <laughs> um, so take that as implied. <laughs> yeah, definitely implied, implied. Um, and then next then would probably be Jimmy Strimmel from Dead by April, who's in our song, okay. This uh, this Clarity. Um, his singing and screaming, just both of them separately. Like you think they're two different people when they're doing it. And he, he, he doesn't have a contrast between the two. It's just, this is his singing voice and this is his screaming. And just, they're both just perfect. <laughs> Mm, cool. And uh, Tom, my favourite uh, part of the episode is where I talk to the bass player. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're a bass player first and foremost, yeah? Yes, yeah. No, that's my that's my go-to role. Oh. I, 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 I love your Thunderbird bass guitar as well, man. It's so nice. Oh, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, no, I, I, love the, I love the instrument. And like, it's especially fun with Neon Empire because we're this is the word like real low tunings, you know, it, it's, mm. it's the classic thing now. It's kind of a competition between every metal band. I think these days to see who can go lower, but getting a, getting to play bass in drop G is just delightful. You can't hear a thing when it gets low, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of an, a feeling at, at, the, at yeah. those low points. Right. Yeah. I was watching um, your playthrough there. Um, from one of the songs was class. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, no, no, I, I love it. I, this kind of music, I think it really lends itself to, like obviously we get to do a lot of rhythmic uh, rhythmic playing over the riffs. You know, you get the uh, we always try and get a kind of groovy feel to it. With, with especially like the heaviest parts of our songs, if we're not getting kind of the head bouncing back to the back to the drawing board, so getting to play over those is always fun. And then because we have that kind of EDM influence in our music, there's a lot of space in sections. We like to kind of cut everything out and build it back up again. Yeah. Uh, which especially I found gives the bass a lot of time to to breathe in those spaces, mm. which I really like playing over. You were saying there about your feedback and comments as well. It's like everybody's kind of waiting for Hassan to take off on this amazing solo near the end of oh, the song. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's now that we have to decide because it is something that 
I, I think maybe people don't do it as much in music anymore. And it's not necessarily the wrong choice for them, but we found, especially as our, as our music gets more, um, uh, uh, how would you say, like expressive, or we're going for these kind of like bigger and bigger sounds. Sometimes you just need Hassan to like knock the head back and do a, yeah. a, a, a like top of the mountain kind of really super cheesy, like eighties hair metal guitar <laughs> solo. And he can, he can shoot that out. No problem. Of so that, that's a real good tool to have at our disposal. Yeah. So look, we're going to give a listen to one of my favorite songs, uh, City Lights. Uh, it's your brand new single.
Yeah, it's the balance there, Danielle. They combine it really well, don't they? Yeah, and Hassan's vocals remind me of someone and I can't think of who and it's been wrecking my head every time I listen to it. I'm not sure, is it like we came as Romans or someone? I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, the, it so well works very really well together. Mm. And um, yeah, just when you think it's going really clean. Watch the yeah. video. The video is fantastic. Um, the video is great. But just when you think it's going really clean, John, you kind of come in and punches in the face almost <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really really cool and Olga a big shout out to Olga there Kosmenko um, from Record Replay Productions you've uh, more or less teamed up with her for three three or four videos now and it's the correct decision really she's so mm. good oh yeah she's our she's our go-to completely yeah. and we've done like we've done obviously the music videos that have been released any of the promo photos that we use these days are also done with her as well yeah. I think she's just been really she's really locked into the kind of uh, visuals and vibes we're kind of getting, trying to get across and how those visuals have changed over time. Like, again, we're just going to keep going back to, to rap city lights, apologies, but you know, rap has this much more kind of intense, angry energy to it. Uh, where, and I think the video really, really shows that it, it's still got kind of the neon lights, but it's, it's got a darker overall vibe to it. Whereas city lights, I think we were very much emulating like, a rave in a forest like that was our goal it was like to be uh bright and fun and energetic with a lot of m movements and she nailed both sides of it so yeah. she's really good at, at picking up what you want to what you're looking for and, yeah. and just taking it 10x past that she's yeah excellent. i'll just read out the lyrics there we've been divided through our differences to ease their conquest bringing us to heal with debt and violence so will you stand with us or will you bow to them john so <clears throat> that was a mix of me and Asan. That, so that, those ones there were primarily Asan. Um, so the, the whole purpose of the song is essentially a prequel to an EP that's coming up. But the, the, the main meaning behind that song is essentially someone who can't stay where they are, where there's loads of problematic things happening. Um, so it is entirely based on fiction. So essentially we have created this world that's, where everything's been taken away from good people and they need to fight against this corrupt government and this person just himself back up. So that's essentially the, the run into the night, uh, escaping. Okay. Um, then they bring us to heal with death and violence. So that's what these people are doing to them. And this person's going to go away, build an army and come back. And then that, everything essentially with the speech as well that's there before the solo, that ties into what's, what's essentially coming next. Oh, cool. So is it some way related to a concept album? Yeah, yeah. Or, I would, I would say, or maybe. Yeah, exactly. So the, the next EP, yeah, we're trying to start to build up this concept, mainly because, you know, I, I don't want to yeah. say exactly what it's going to be. Unfortunately, yeah. you, you, you don't get that exclusive just yet. Apologies. <laughs> but, uh, like when you said just yet. Yeah, just, oh yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but... Um, Depend on the views, Daniel, you know, I on think, the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think because we have all this, uh, there's a lot of interesting things we can do with our music because we have, you know, we've got two vocalists. We've got um, on guitars, we've got a guitarist who can do lovely solos that get at your heartstring and really deep breakdowns. Mm. Uh, and Veronica, like Veronica has so much, um, like a diverse range of, of skills that she can put into the drum kit. Like she can get anything out of that physical kit. We've never needed programmed drums for anything because she's, wow. she always knows what to do there. Respect. So That's great, man. yeah, I think it, it, it lends itself to 
song, music as storytelling. You know, we, we can portray different emotions. We can get different aspects out of the song. So I think concept. How does that yeah. come across sonically live? Because you have so much going on with synths and just walk us through that, the setup even. Is it a nightmare? Um, it, it, it would be, it's a little bit more stripped down than what you hear essentially on the, the track. So the track, there is usually two guitars. So we, we don't backtrack a guitar. The only thing that we put into a backtrack is the, the synths. Okay. Um, and then everything else is essentially the, it, it, it's us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't have a keyboard player or synth player. So that just goes through that into Veronica's ear. We, we follow she her. Trigger it then. John, is it? Yeah, she has the laptop and everything next to her. And then so we, we, we follow her, her command. Yeah, cool. I'm going to just give you two or three easy questions. What would be your ideal uh, dream gig to play? The Academy. The Academy. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to turn around and be like, yeah, I want to play, I want to play Pro Park and stuff and yeah. so on. And now they, they, these, are, these ideas yeah. always change. I'll play the Academy and be like, that's not enough for me. I want to go to Vicar Street. I want to go to the Olympia and I, mm. I want to keep moving up. But for, for me, like it'll probably be the academy that would be so cool um again the amity affliction have played there a couple of times and I, the last time i was speaking to the guy um who essentially i think was dme and um, promotions oh, yeah. who sorted yeah. them out and oh, i remember messaging him like two years ago it's like they play here again can you please put us on that and he was like yeah i'll see what i can do and i was like <laughs> so if anything like that happens uh yeah and i want to play the academy that's yeah. uh that's on the wouldn't blame me man yeah, you'd be suited to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember you. seeing Dead Label uh, support Gojira there and, and they were ideal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tom? Um, oh, uh, I'm going to say there's a, a stadium in Japan called the Budokan. That, <laughs> that's what I want. I want is, Don't you just love it? Yeah, Where Bob Dylan is. played Neil Young and a few other the Beatles, every you know, all the all our all the people who are as good as us have played the Budokan, so I think it's time for us. <laughs> yeah, it's time. Around, but no, the the Budokan for me, I had a um a DVD of Kiss playing the Budokan uh-huh. that I watched like over and over again when I was younger, and it one hundred percent defined like this is what. Uh, a live show should be when you are a huge fan. So it's it's like burned into my brain that Neon Empire Live at the Budokan. I have to see that on a poster, <laughs> you know, or on a, on the cover of a DVD. So we'll see. Yeah, an Asian tour would would go down well, wouldn't it? Oh man, I I'd love it. I think I think I think are we seeing that from the the like channel insights? Don't we have some yeah. stuff going on in Japan? Japan's yeah. the second most in YouTube for the past month since you released City Lights. Japan's the second uh, next to the states. Um, Japan's coming in second. Lad. That's brilliant. There. Okay, uh, two more ones. Who's the joker yeah, of the band? I'd say John. Right. Well, with hey. all the practical jokes, I would say that's definitely you, right, John? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. gotta give it some thought. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, when we when we uh, used to stay in Hassan's brother I, brothers, I kept them awake all night by like sneaking into the rooms and crawling in and scaring them in the, in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, you know, I like uh, I like a couple of jokes here and there and practical jokes. Ah, yeah, can't beat it. And mm. uh, your favorite karaoke song to perform live? Over to you first, Tom, since you uh, reacted really badly to that. 
Uh, <laughs> you must you have a talent for for picking up the ones that's like oh he doesn't want to answer that it's like that's a real teacher thing i think comes with experience um, kiddo <laughs> so we, i yeah i can answer because we've done karaoke together as a band last time we were recording uh rolling by limp biscuit ah, hands down easily Respect get bang pants on get the hat backwards and um, i just i'm in the zone at that point you know i just take <laughs> take on that character but no, de- definitely rolling limp biscuit uh, yeah, we, have a, we have a video of them too at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's never seen the light of day. That's <laughs> um, with me, it would probably be um, again. I want to avoid the uh, the basics. I haven't done karaoke too much. I've only done it like once or twice. Um, I think my favorite was essentially. Uh, I think it was just in the end by Lincoln Park. I always seem to go to that. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, um, I was on holidays and I was like 11 and I was like, I'm going to sing that because it was the only song I knew from the list and the rest was all like Britney Spears and stuff that was there mm. and like Westlife and then I was just in the middle of the list was, uh, was that. I think it's just one of the few songs. I, I strangely don't know all the words to songs much. <laughs> yeah, so I got lost very easily and I'm like, what am I singing? <laughs> Daniel, I'm going to throw you into this equation here. Come on. Nah. Karaoke well, song. Uh, I'm kind of going to cross between the two of you guys there because when I was like really young I went on holidays and they had karaoke and I for some reason I was probably only about nine picked out break stuff by Limp Biscuit and at nine I, I didn't wow. curse like as in I never cursed growing up like I was really not allowed in my house like and then I went up and I sang break stuff in front of the whole place my parents were absolutely mortified <laughs> Um, yeah, they still they still talk about it to this day how they were just like that. It's not our daughter. <laughs> Break your fucking face tonight. <laughs> yeah, so um, oh, I wouldn't say that would be my favorite karaoke song now. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I've, I'm not I'm not a good singer, so um, I, I generally try and spare people me doing karaoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, neither is Fred Durst. So you've got a headliner show coming up. Uh, yeah, so Foreign Wolf, what a band. Arjuna's Eye, we just love down here from Cove. And a Virtue band, I'm not sure about them. Maybe you could fill us in on them, give them a shout out. Yes. No. Oh, go ahead, John. Go. Um, so, so these guys have the drummer of Peasant to a King, um, oh. who we've kept in contact with. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he sent us over some material because we kept in contact with them since our shows that we had with them like, what, two years ago now? And we were like, oh, this is awesome. Going to play your, your first show with us. And yeah, I think their first song is coming out on November 13th. Nice. So that's going to be uh, that's gonna be cool. They're, they're heavy. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And have you any other gigs coming up? Are you doing a UK support? No. We've we've got one in the in the works where we've got one planned at the moment. We're just waiting for everything to get finalised. But yeah, in, okay. in April it looks like we're heading to the UK. Hmm. Cool, great stuff. Awesome. And are you managing yourselves, lads, at the moment? Yeah. Okay. And have you um, PR company or anything like that? No, no, just wow. us. You're doing it's a fucking fun job. In fairness, fair play. For, yeah, aren't they, Thank Daniel? You. I mean, yeah, great job. Everything kind of ties in very well. Like, is in I know the name. The, as, you, as you were saying with Olga with, the, with your photos everything ties in very well yeah. together the image yeah you've really got that down um, yeah. so fair play I think you'll go down really really well in the UK um, yeah because I know God mm-hmm. Lone are just fresh off the yeah, UK tour yeah so like I think I think you guys will go down, go down a storm over there 
Thank okay. you for saying that. Yeah, so that's lads, you're doing you're doing great now. In fairness, I'm surprised because I actually did think you had a PR company behind you because I mean all your stuff comes yeah. across so professional and um, you know, again, you've got Josh, you've got Olga, you've got really good people on your side. You know, keep up the great work for people to buy your stuff. Is it at Big Cartel? Is it Neon Emperor Big Cartel? It is indeed, yeah. Okay, yeah. so check them out. Anything else you want to say to people before you be cut off? <laughs> I, I think I think for me, it's like it's probably what everybody is saying, but I'm I'm just so jazzed for shows that I'm like, come see us live. So like like yeah. you said, yeah, we've got the the headliner December third. Have I got that right? And then we're also playing a support show November nineteenth with uh, that's with Dreamer Wake, isn't it? Yes, John? yeah. So I Where would say those shows on lads, so people know. Fibbers. Where, where else would it be? Where else are we going to play? <laughs> <laughs> no, so the Budokan hasn't called back yet. So we're still, <laughs> still on Fibbers. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say for me, it's just you're, if you come see us live, you're going to see us having prepared for like two years for our fifth show. So like, wow. we're going to be really going for it and it's going to be a hot mess. So I'd say either check it out, we'll either do great or we'll do terribly, but it's worth checking out either way, I'd say. But we'll have fun either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that's great, lads. Thanks for coming on the show, John and Tom. Fair play, T. No, thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, actually. And uh, regards to Veronica and Hassan as well. Daniel, as usual, beyond the call of duty, considering the weekend you had, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your thoughts and adventures. And if anybody has found her passport, please. (laughs) The metal cell at (laughs) gmail.com. Cheers, lads. Uh, best luck. Friend. Yeah, best no. of luck, lads, and thanks again. Okay, so you've been listening to Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. Crucially, support your local metal scene. <laughs>